I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Madeline where she's going to share how to perfect your resume and interview skills to land a remote job. Hey Madeline, how are you? Hi Debbie, I'm doing great. I am so excited to be talking to you about this because a lot of our listeners will find this extremely useful. But before we get to your awesome tips and tricks, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Absolutely. So I am a human resources professional. I'm, I work in the tech industry. And at my previous job, I was the head of HR. I was on the front lines of all of the interviews, reviewing resumes. I was also in the back room uh, hearing who was being promoted and, and really making those decisions. And there were so many insights that I've seen throughout my career that I thought, if only all other professionals knew this context, they would use this information to move so much faster, so much farther in their careers. And so I created Self-Made Millennial, which is my platform for giving career and job search advice. So you can find me across YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, where I give rapid fire career and job search tips. And I've amassed hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah. And that's how I found you is through one of those channels because you really give, like you said, there's no fluff. It's all real life experience that you've had. This is not just like something that you Googled, you know, (laughs) and that's what I love about you. (laughs) Yes. It's all the day to day. I tell some, some juicy stories of, of exactly how people are in interviews and the savage things that people say behind the scenes. Like it's, (laughs) it's out there. (laughs) So let's talk about how somebody can, create a resume that would be perfect for applying for remote jobs, especially now during these times, we really need to make sure how to apply the skills that we have and make that stand out. There's a lot of people right now saying, well, I don't really have any skills and I have no remote work experience. How do I make sure that I can still land those jobs even without working online? Right. So one of the most important things to remember is that so many people write their resumes like a Wikipedia page instead of a sales page. What I mean by that is they make their resumes, they start with, they look at the past. What have I done? Okay, let me write that all in um, excruciating detail of everything I've done. Okay, great. And I hope they, they notice why I'm a good fit. Absolutely not. You start with the future and work back. So whatever is that remote role you're going for, let's say that it is a social media manager. And let's say maybe you did a smattering of social media things, you know, maybe throughout your career, maybe even had like a side project where you helped with your upstairs neighbor's social media, whatever it is. 100% of your resume 
should be about social media, which that blows people's minds. It's like, what? You know, if you did only 10% of the work that you did in your last admin job was helping to post things on social media, that should be really the focus of your accomplishments and things you did in that that role. And so when you do this, you are making it so the uh, person reading the resume is just instantly saying, okay, it's not about what is your full story. It's how can you serve me? How can you add value to my company? And so when you start to have this mentality, you start to get a lot more targeted. And one of the other things I recommend is creating a highlight section, or some people call it a summary section at the top of your resume, which if you do have a bit more of an eclectic background or potentially like, let's say you you did that thing for, for your neighbor, right? And, and maybe that was a few years ago and it was only for two months. And so it doesn't really make sense to put it on your your resume in the same way. Um, but that's actually the most relevant experience, the role you're going after. We're going to pull up that experience and make a bullet right up there in your summary section so that people, as soon as they get to that, you know, very first part of your resume, they're noticing the experience that is the most important. And we're not using buzzwords. We're not saying I am a collaborative, smart team player. It's like, no, we're going to say the accomplishments, we're saying exactly what you did and the keywords pertaining to the roles you're going after. So do you actually take out any experiences that has nothing to do with the job that you're trying to get into? Take out is maybe not the word I would use. I would say I do think that there is, it is important to show that you've been employed. So I wouldn't just say, oh, you know, that you working on a ranch, like, let's just throw that out. Like (laughs) if, if that was a big chunk of your career. But I would say maybe when you're on that ranch, potentially, Um, there was, you did some sort of communications, like you helped to write the newsletter to the, to the ranchers or something like that. Right. Like, so, you know, it's, it's, it maybe is not straight on with that social media role, but you you're reaching right. And, and maybe you only put one bullet under that experience and you move on to the next experience, which might be more relevant. So I, I think that there's no, there's no reason to be like, all right, well, every single experience will have four bullet points and digit. It's like, no, like only share with them what's important, but, um, uh, employment gaps is is something that people are attuned to. So if if you were to leave out a role and it leaves a massive employment gap, um, still address it on your resume. Yeah. So you're just to to get this clear. So if you do have that job that has nothing to do with the current job that you're trying to land right now, just try to see if you created or did a task that actually pertains to that, and that's what you add on to that job. Yes, Debbie. And what it is, is I call it workplace dominoes. This is something that I teach very deeply in my standout resume course. And it is where maybe you didn't do the social media at the ranch, but you were the one who um, helped to set up the barn animals to have a social media photo taken. Notice how now I'm still getting the word social media in that bullet point. The I is the, you know, the rancher did not do any social media, but I helped with, you know, setting up the barn. So it's really thinking about how do I have these workplace dominoes where the things that I'm doing are impacting the work 
of um, the job I'm going after. And it, and it, it is a, it is a, an experience that there's, I have a bunch of probing questions and, and how to dig into this, but that's really the way you should be thinking about your resume. So let's talk about keywords because you mentioned this a little bit and I did watch one of your videos, Madeline, that you really emphasized on how to use this. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and why it's so important to be using specific keywords in your resume? Keywords are truly the currency that will help you buy your way into these these roles. And really what it is, is no matter if it's an applicant tracking system, there's, you know, there's a lot of talk about how applicant tracking systems scan your resume for keywords. Yes, for larger companies, that is true. Uh, But there's also humans. Humans are looking for specific keywords. I'll tell you what they're not looking for. They're not looking for soft skills. Soft skills are extremely important, but not on the resume. They're not looking for I'm a great communicator. I'm a great leader or something like that. No, you want to actually put the keywords. So something like a keyword would be SEO or uh, accounts payable or, you know, just these, these really, these terms that are associated with that specific career path. And by making sure to reiterate those those keywords throughout your resume, it really lets them know, hey, I actually know what this role is about. Even if I don't have the direct experience, even if I have workplace dominoes, I've been exposed to this type of work. And so really creating what I usually do, and I think this is this might be what you're referencing, is you collect several job descriptions of roles that have really well-written uh, job description. So they're a little bit more verbose than maybe like very short lines of, of information. And you put them all into a word cloud and then you see which words pop up time and time again. And oftentimes those words that pop up a lot, those are some of the ones that you should consider putting into your LinkedIn headline and to be you know at the top of your resume because those are the keywords that these jobs are asking for time and time again. Yeah. And that is so great to know because for somebody, maybe they've had a nine to five, their current nine to five for so long, and then they have to uh, go to remote work and you don't know what's the new thing that's happening now in the job field. So these are so important to learn. Madeline, what about actually once you get an interview, how do you make sure that you're prepared for this and you do it the right way so you actually land the job? Yes. For the interview, I have to tell you all, this is so crucial. If you're going for a remote role and someone asks you, why do you want this job? You should never say, I really want to work remotely. That is like the biggest turnoff to companies that will often get you automatically rejected. The reason is, is it's like, it's like me saying, like, you know, if you ask me, Debbie, like, why do you want to be on my podcast? It's just like, well, you know, I, I just wanted, to, I've never been on a podcast before. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, you know, it's like, it has nothing to do about you and the amazing audience you've built and your message, right? Like it just, it would, you'd probably feel kind of cheapened. So, so you really need to focus on the company, right? Why, why is that company interesting? Because when someone is working remotely, there's more trust that needs to be there. Now, um, you know, you could say it's all about results and that's true, but there's something psychologically of just someone out there sitting in a room, um, where you're not actually physically seeing them do the work where there's a lot more trust that needs to be built. And so if you come to the interview saying, 
why you're specifically passionate about not only the company, have several reasons why you're passionate about the company, and then have several reasons why you're passionate about the work you're doing. Because showing those two things will show, okay, I can depend on this person to do the job. I can depend on this person to be motivated without me standing over their shoulder, making sure that this is getting done. Yeah, those are such great tips because, yeah, I definitely would not like it if somebody told me that, you know, I just want to do this because it's it's great. I've never done this before. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. What a diss. <laughs> Be like, next, don't want you here in my company. You don't even know what why you're going to be here. But so are there, are there any other useful tips that you can give us that you feel like it's really valuable for somebody who wants to stand out? Yes. So I have a video. The video will probably be out by the time this this podcast comes out. So it's about how to have a video interview. And it's not just your normal, hey, turn on your camera, make sure there's no one, you know, dancing in the background, like whatever. It's more than that. It's about I share a um, a real life example of how to like go above and beyond in a video interview to leave the interviewer's jaw on the floor. So the way you do it is I have this approach that I put out literally three years ago and it's gotten so many people's jobs, so many people jobs, which is called, I call it the Banff binder, which is this binder that to every job interview I've ever done is I bring in a binder of a portfolio of my work. Now I am a human resources professional. Have you ever heard of a human resources professional having a portfolio? Like that's not really, (laughs) that's usually reserved for creative careers. And what it really is, is kind of like a summary of, um, you know, some of the facilitations I've put on and just really high level what the problem was and what the action and the result was. And then there's some things about here's, you know, here's some training programs, here's some, uh, here's the way I built out the, you know, compensation plan, like with um, sanitized data and that kind of stuff. Like where you're just able to show people, Hey, here's what it looks like to work with me. Now people watch that video and go, okay, great. We're in this time of a virtual life. You know, I would bring that into the interview. How do I do this? And so I had a, a viewer of self-made millennial take this and turn it into a digital format. So while you're in the interview, they might ask you a question like, Oh, you know, well, tell me about a time that you were able to create culture change in a company. And I might say, hey, I would actually say that might be the time where I built X facilitation. I actually have a few few slides on some of the results. Could I, would I be able to walk you through that? And they go, oh, okay, sure. You share your screen. It's already already populated on your computer. You share your screen, you walk through it really high level, right? Like you don't want to get them bogged down in the details. And then you unshare it once you start discussing it so that they can still see your face. And doing simple things like this, again, especially if you're going for a remote job, there's just this this lack of trust there. And so by you showing your actual work product and doing it really seamlessly and not overthinking it, not thinking you have to create some elaborate presentation, but literally just showing your work product, that can really skyrocket the odds that you will get the job. I love that. That is definitely next level. And it's also very simple, but really out of the box that most people will really not do. So that's definitely going to make you stand out. Yes. And it really, I mean, I've gotten so many success stories just off of that advice. And so I I highly recommend it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Madeline, for being here with us. If our listeners want to know more about you and what you do, where can they find you? 
you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash a self-made millennial. I'm also self-made millennial on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, um, and definitely come to my website, madelineman.com and connect me with me on LinkedIn, Madeline Mann. Perfect. And we will add all the information on our site as well at theoffbeatlife.com. And you can find all of that there. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Madeline. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she was able to help thousands fast track their remote careers. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.